0: This is the Doug Marone Show. The Doug Marone Show. Former Jaguar Jeff Loggeman and J.P. Shadrick discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Marone Show starts right now.
1: Welcome in, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Loggeman, head coach Doug Marone, the Doug Marone Show for the final time. Uh, we're going to miss this show, Doug. How are
2: you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We're going to drag you in here on Thursdays at uh, uh, occasionally. If you don't mind, you know, every every now and again, get get caught up. If hey,
3: it's during a day, you know that would help me out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not at night anymore. Huh? No,
3: we'll be we'll be around here. I'm sure. You know, with all the work coming up. Yeah, all the, all the work coming up. Right. So so my question is,
2: last year, you guys as a staff worked incredibly hard, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys actually worked six days a week. Right. Um, that kind of go back to like reasonable five days a week this year?
3: Well, yeah, I mean we'll, we'll go back to that, you know, we were new, we wanted to make sure that we had a lot of communication and that we were all on the same page as far as what we were implementing from offense, defense, and special teams, you know, obviously to this point right now, we, we don't have any changes which is a positive, you know, keeping the continuity of the staff, but, you know, we do have some challenges coming up of what we want to look into, uh, you know, maybe adding to the packages or taking away from the packages, playing to our strengths and what we're doing, you know, that, that comes like half the day. You know half the day we spend you know doing uh the football part, and then the other half of the day you know we're pretty much writing reports on personnel, whether it's unrestricted free agents or um, restricted free agents, and then obviously with uh, the draft coming up,
1: what have you been doing the last week have you you haven't been here have you
3: yeah I, I i came in um you know here and then trying to spend time with my family yeah. um what you try to do uh, you don't listen to. Talk radio. You don't listen to anything about the Super Bowl. You don't listen to any of that stuff. It's been good to get out. I mean, people have been you know real supportive in the community. Um, you know, it hurts even more. You know, hey, good job. You know, like yeah, we did, we weren't able to finish. You know, we ended up you know with a loss. You know, um and you know, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna you know look at these things, come back harder, and, and things of like that. So being around you know the people and feeling, you know. The appreciation, but also there's a sense of me that feels like, hey, listen, we kind of let you know the people down too, you know, by having the ability to win that game, and um, pretty much trying to take a step back, and then you know when we come in, try to have a clear mind, you know, to you know uh, get ready to start building it again.
2: So uh, f- from from a scheduling standpoint, with with your staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of times coaching staffs like to have a, a little bit of a detachment after the end of the season before they come back in and evaluate kind of what you did, the personnel that you have on your own roster. Is that something that you guys do from, from a coaching standpoint is is to okay write your last grades for the last game and then take a break and then come back? With maybe a, a, yeah. a fresh set of eyes to look at it again.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You want to take the emotion out of it, you know. I mean, you know, you play that last game of the year and you lose, especially in the playoffs. I mean, you know, it's, it's very emotional, and um, you know, you want to be able to take that take that away. So you want to look at the collective work throughout the whole season. You know, when you're writing these, uh, you know, evaluations, and so you can look at it uh, from a perspective of, hey, listen, I'm, I'm away, I'm, I'm I'm over it. You know, it's just human nature. I mean. You know, it, you know, people should say, hey, you should be professionals and do all that stuff. But, I mean, you put a lot of work in and, um, you know, you fall short. It, it hurts a lot. And, you know, we, we'll take us, we, that's what we're doing this week. So most of the coaches, you know, right now are, you know, either, you know, with their families or maybe on vacation or out of town. Um, and then we'll get ready to come back in on Tuesday, you know, thinking that, you know, I don't, I don't know who watches it, but if someone's watching it, you know, then you know, give them off on Monday, and then Tuesday we'll come back in and we'll start at eight thirty in the morning, and 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 we'll start our off season, uh, work.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about it. The the game on Sunday, you've said it before. You you probably don't watch it anyway, especially this year. But do you expect the the guys in the staff to to even watch it?
3: I don't know. I mean, you know, some guys some guys watch it. Some guys, you know, are into it, and you know things like that. But you know, I you know you want I, to do it no, oh. mm-hmm. no. And, and for us like like someone said hey they did you know i'll watch it but i'll watch it on the xos after it's over if something if someone tells me something good happened or i just want to go through it quickly you know yeah, things I'll, of that I'll, I'll nature I'll just explain
2: mm-hmm. to people what you mean by xos because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like oh, what is he talking about <laughs> What is watching it yeah. on xos mm-hmm. is this is a ipad new ipad <laughs> thing or something it's a it's the film version that the NFL, every team shoots, a, you know, the all 22 shot and then the end zone shot. Mm-hmm. So you would watch it on XOs on film in your office from a database mm-hmm. that the NFL has.
3: Yeah, if someone tells me, hey, you need to look at it or right. something good happens or someone, you know, something that might help me or I can learn from or something of that nature. Well, you
1: play both teams next year.
3: Yeah, so depending on where we play and we'll look at it. Wouldn't even watch it for the commercials?
2: Oh. <laughs> halftime <laughs> show, good. Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, yeah. halftime.
1: The
3: only th- I mean, the only thing about the Super Bowl I like, is th- but I'm trying to work on it this year, is the food. I'm, I'm trying to watch myself.
1: Ooh. You said that last time you were a stick of butter away from death. I was. <laughs> so Super Bowl food f- frenzy is probably not I- ideal for you. Doug. <laughs> the
3: sound of the blood going through my heart right there. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's the same thing. You know, it's one of those things, you know, it's um, – well, I, could, I mean, it's just to be honest with you, you know, and I, anxiety or stress, I I eat. I'm an overeater, mm. you know. So, you know, now, you know, there's, you don't have as much as you have during the season. It's different types of, you know, anxiety that gets you to you. But, you know, now's the time for me. Now I have some time to, you know, for my personal self, you know, to make sure I can take care of myself and get myself ready to go. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do to – I went the other day. I, I lifted uh, last week for the first time. And first time in, I don't know how long. And I tried to do everything complete. And so on a lower body day, I wound up doing squats. And I basically couldn't, I mean, I could not walk now. I mean, the I couldn't, day. I couldn't, you know, go to the potty. It hurt. Uh, I mean, I, I was like, wow. once I, once I sat down, I wasn't getting up, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, I was going to take a book. I mean, it was, it was the tough. Now. Yeah. It was, yeah. no, I'm just, I'm, yeah. be, I'm just telling you, it was tough. And I was yeah. like, oh. you know, I've got to. You know, because I wanted, to – you know how it is. You're like, you want to jump right back in there. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and while you're doing it, you're like, yeah, you know, I, that's okay. That's hey, hey, you know, I'm on a little it, but I feel good. You know, you know, muscle memory. This thing will come back, and you know, next thing I know. The next day I'm like, that was stupid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It'd be like taking the team, bringing them back, and just having a full scale practice right off the bat. Full pads. You know what I'm saying? Full pads. Two and a half hours. <laughs> two and a half and hours. hours Bang. I mean, you know, you would think the coach would know better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, but not when it comes to himself. No, but, but you live and learn. Time, right? At the, as I was That's doing, I'm like, "Hey, here thing. I go, man! I'm on track." And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to back off. Take, you know, now I'm taking, you know, taking Advil, you know, trying to, <laughs> you know, feeling the pain. I couldn't walk, couldn't get up. I was like, Ugh. but I'm gonna now. Next time I start, I'm gonna gradually.
1: Mm. Well, isn't that what they say, Log? Do you work out like five hours a day? <laughs> you, you could, once you're sore, right there. you have to go out the next day and do it again yeah, right? to you keep it going. Right? Yeah, you, you know. You hey, tell hey, me. Look, yeah, how I, look at that long. body.
2: Guy, you're crazy. You, 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 you know
1: what it's all about. You just got to keep about. going. You can't I mean, stop. You can't let the pain stop.
2: I can tell you one thing. You know, one lesson I have learned in, in my 50 years is you never go back to lifting weights heavy with
3: legs on the first day. No never. doubt. Never. It doesn't I missed, work. I'll tell you what. I needed that advice. Last week
1: doesn't work. A (laughs) week too late. Mm -mm. Hey, we're going to come back. Um, There's an interesting program tonight on ESPN that Doug. I think you're going to be into the two Bills, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick. We'll come back and discuss those guys when we return to the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to the Hananiaautos.com studio. The Doug Marone Show continues right now.
1: We're back, JP Shadrick, Jeff Loggeman, Doug Marone, the entire public relations crew. The Doug Marone Show continues. Well, almost for the final. Yeah, pretty close. Almost. Gabby's almost not true. here. Right. Danny Ray's not here. Right. That's what we got the majority. Yeah, a bunch of them are here, here. Yeah. tonight for the final Doug Marone Show of this season. Some interesting TV tonight, Doug. Nine o'clock ESPN. The two Bills. I know uh, two guys that are. Pretty close to you in your profession here, Bill Belichick and and Bill Parcells especially. You're going to watch that program tonight?
3: No. No. No, I got to drive, go see my parents after the show.
1: Hmm. Where at? Where are you going?
3: They're in Ocala, outside of Ocala. Horse country. Yeah. 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 So, I'm going to go see them. Um, I haven't been able to see them a lot during the season, so just going to go over there and Try to spend a little time with them and, and then get back. So I'm going to miss it, but I'll watch it because you know how those series are. They, oh, yeah, they keep, they, yeah, they show a hundred times. Again. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. right. Um, I know Bill Parcells was here earlier in the season and and saw you and your football team here. Um, you remember your first ever meeting with Bill Parcells? It's the first time you met him?
3: I don't know. It was a long time. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to go watch the Giants play when they were up in Pace. You know, so. I was a little kid then, you know, going around grabbing autographs and things like that, you know, so I was able to see him when he was up there. So probably, probably back then. I mean, I used to go up there and watch him, but, uh, you know, growing up in New York, obviously, you know, you hear, you hear a lot. And then, you know, when you work for the Jets and I heard stories when he was in, you know, at the Jets and things of that nature. And then obviously I got to know him well over the years and, you know, Sean Payton was with him and then, you know, I would, I would. You know, go up and spend some time with with Coach Parcells and just try to pick his brain and and just try to get, you know, just become a better coach.
2: I love uh, watching some of the classic NFL, you know, NFL film stuff, you know, where they go back into the, you know, the heydays of the Giants, you know, and, and some of the lines that Bill Parcells is able to come up with to the players on the sideline. I mean, how this guy comes up, I mean, does he write it down? Does he have a whole book of quotes and the things that he drops on the players? I mean,
3: He is quick-witted. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, he's he's got a great, you know, charismatic, you know, personality, um, knows what he wants, knows what it should look like. Um, I think, and and that's what I've always tried to do. I tried to, um, you know, kind of, you know, just be around those guys and, you know, keep my mouth shut and just listen to what they have to say. And, you know, you just try to learn. I mean, the best way to, to do that is to learn from people that have done it for a long time, they've been successful, so you don't, you know, maybe make the same mistakes that they made, you know, and that's one of the things I know that I talk with Coach Parcells about, you know, and we'll talk and say, hey, what do you think about it? Well, you know, hey, well, listen, this is what I was thinking one time and this came up and probably, you know, wasn't the best way, figured this out, you know, this was the way we we're going to do it. You know, so that's, you, you know, you get a lot of that, you know, or, you know, but the one thing I've learned is be very short, be right to the point, <laughs> and then just keep your mouth shut and listen. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think – you know, I I've done a good job with of that, and I think that's why we have a, a pretty good relationship.
1: When you approach a guy like that for the first time, is there apprehension? Do you get an introduction first, or do you just kind of go in and say, "Hey, coach, I'm Doug Marone." I mean, how's that work?
3: No, I mean, in, in this business, a lot of people know a lot. You know, it's a very tight community. You know, the the NFL. You know, there's only 32 teams, and and. You know the coaches. You know pretty much everyone kind of knows each other or is aware of each other. But you know, you 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 really learn a lot of things. I mean, it, I mean, I can, I mean, I can sit here and think. You know, things I've learned from him. Things I've learned. You know, from Coach Belichick. Things obviously this year. You know, um, and in the past with Coach Coughlin. You know, guys that have been. You know, very successful doing things in a way that that I believe. That that's what that's what the important thing is. If if I didn't believe in the same type of philosophy, you know, then it would be very difficult, you know, I'm saying to go into those conversations and, and try to learn. But, you know, when you're kind of aligned the same philosophically, you know, to a certain extent, you're obviously gonna disagree on some things. But, you know, from the overall philosophy and culture of what you're trying to build, you know, you can learn quite a bit from them because, you know, they've done it. They've done it at the highest level. And they've done it and, and, and they, they've won Super Bowls and that's something that you know I'd like to do for, you know, this city and this team. Growing up in New York, obviously you got to watch the Jets and the Giants. Did you have favorite players growing up?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean you did, but we were the Jets I mean, and the Giants, but I mean at yeah. the
3: Jets and the Giants. Um you know, for for the Giants, believe it or not, um there was a you know, I loved – you know, Bob Tucker was a, a tight end. Tucker Frederickson was a running back from Auburn. Um, you know, I, I, cause those guys back in the day, those guys would play basketball, you know, even probably when you played, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so a I lot of times, yeah. So a lot of times the, the football teams would have a basketball team and they would go to the high schools and, you know, you pay whatever to get in $5 and, you know, you watch, you watch them play, you know, the teachers or something, you know, whatever yeah. it was. And then, mm-hmm. um. Afterwards, you don't line up, you know, saying you get autographs and you know, Doug Kotar, you know, people like that. So, you know, those are the people that I, you know, I, you know, I admired, you know, you know, just tough, hardworking guys. Maybe, maybe not the stars of the team. Back then, you know, both, both teams weren't very good. You know, when I was growing, you know, when I first got into football at that time, it was, that's the year of like, you know, the Cowboys and Pittsburgh and, you know, even, even, uh the Baltimore Colts were good, you know, because I remember, you know, it was crazy, and I'm sure you've gone through the same thing. I remember, you know, I'm watching the Baltimore Colts, and I'm watching the the defense that they had, you know, and John, you know, I mean, um, you know, Sutton's out there, Mm -hmm. you know, the big D lineman. You know, you watch Dallas, and you watch Randy White, Mm -hmm. you know, then all of a sudden you get into the NFL, you know, and all of a sudden you're lining up playing against those guys, and you're like, holy cow. I I was watching these guys when I was a little kid, and here you go. You know, I think that, to me, that was – that was a little bit tougher than, um, than maybe going to meet someone like Coach Parcells because I was probably older.
2: Yeah. That, uh, I remember as a kid, you talk about the basketball games. I remember the Redskins coming and doing that. Yeah. And uh, in Northern Virginia. And I remember one get, one year they had they did it on donkeys. Can you imagine what? the players? Yeah, they had like a bas- like donkey. Live animals? Donkey basketball. And so they had players that got on donkeys and shot hoops and then – the teachers for the school they got on donkeys and it was
1: literally it was donkey basketball. Sounds like something you do on your farm in Georgia right now. <laughs> Boggs, I'll be honest with you,
2: but I mean it's crazy to think of. I mean, can you imagine modern day players doing just I mean just basketball at a local high school? And and your reaction as a coach here, you know, some of these players mm-hmm. you might have you know fifty, sixty, hundred million dollars invested in, and well, that's they're going to changed. play against yeah. high school, you know, yeah,
3: teachers in a. In a Five-dollar-a-person game. And back then, a lot of those players, from what I was told, you know, in the offseason, they, they would go and work, some of them. You know, they, they, I mean, you know, maybe even back then, maybe the, the quarterbacks really maybe just started, you know what I'm saying, to make some money. But, you know, everybody else, a lot, a lot of those guys would, would, would go home because, you know, I remember I was drafted by the Raiders, and this is when they were in Los Angeles. And I remember we – so the first thing is like minicamp. You know, and no one's there in the off season unless you live there. And I remember all of a sudden it was like, you know, Dave, Dave Dalby. It was a lot of the old Raiders were there. And, um, you know, so minicamp was like it was like a, a party because no one had seen each other, you know, for a long period of time. And I've never been around a bunch of guys that were obviously they were great football players. But, you know, this phrase, you know. Work hard, party hard. <laughs> I, you know, and, that's the and, way it was. I mean, and it was it was unbelievable. I mean, and but I, I I mean, you know, you can go on. Every we all have stories, but I I'd say, how, how do these guys do it? I mean, they go out they're at late at night. They gonna come on the field and they're still flying around. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's, it's I, I don't know how you do I it. It's,
2: it's same, I remember the same thing because I remember when uh, when we used to have mini camp in New York, which you only had one, right? And it was three days, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, half a day, and then they were out. Friday and Saturday night were kind of hard now, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, uh, and guys fought through it. But it was like, you know, you haven't seen a guy that you play football with, one of your right. brothers. You haven't seen him. You know, this is May. Maybe you hadn't seen him since, you know, the end of so, December. Yeah. And it was, it was yeah. a big party.
3: The first installation meeting, I'll never forget. We get in there and we're there with the offensive line. And um, so we have like an hour and a half meeting. An hour. Now, all those guys that were in there had played. It was me and a guy by the name of Bill Lewis, who played for a while uh, from Nebraska. We're sitting in there, and this is at the, the Raiders. And for an hour and twenty-five minutes, they talked. They went around the room and talked about what what everyone did. Well, I was, you know, I was ranching. I built the fence around the farm. You know, I got some cattle. Well, I got some new boots. I mean, they're going around. I'm sitting there going, I, I don't know what we're going to run tomorrow. You know, I don't, I don't know what play we're going to run. And then with five minutes left in the meeting, I'll never forget this, the coach says, all right, hey, you two young guys, here we go. Page 127, page 129, you know, you know, you know, know. page 201, page two. Okay, hey, make sure you look at that stuff and learn it. You know, we'll be out on the field, you know, in 10 minutes. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the NFL. That was my induction to the NFL, you know. And the older guys are great. That, that's the one thing I'll say, which, you know, there was a lot more. The one thing I, I miss, and I try to instill it, A little bit with this team is that you know the the way the the older players took the younger players under their wing and and really tried to help them you know uh, and the younger players had a great deal of respect for them you know and really watched them before they went out you know and, and did anything and there was a lot of things that that would go on that would benefit those players.
1: We'll come back, final few moments with you. The uh, Doug Marone Show continues after this on Jaguars Radio.
0: Welcome back to the Hananiaautos.com studio. The Doug Marone Show continues right now. The final Doug Marone
1: Show of the season. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and head coach Doug Marone. Final few minutes with you, coach. The scouting combine is a month away. Can you believe that? No. I mean, it's less than a month away. It's like three weeks away.
3: Yeah.
1: It's coming fast.
3: you got to get a lot of stuff done. Mm. You know, one of the most important things at the
2: combine is medical, and I know that uh, from from the standpoint of also when a football season ends, a lot of times for players it's time to get medical evaluations, to get certain things corrected, repaired, whatever. Uh, I want to say that, uh, like you know, out of my ten years, like five of them, after every oh, yeah. after five seasons, you know, mm-hmm. had to have a surgery. Everyone,
3: yeah. Uh, it was reported that Blake had a surgery. Is he is he doing okay? Did he have a surgery? What what's yeah, the deal? I think with that? I think the club came out and confirmed it. But like like happens after the season, like you said, you know, everyone just has to clean up. You know, There's a lot. I remember, you know, Kevin used to say, Kevin, Moai used to always say I have thirty something surgeries. I'm like, come on, I mean. True, true statement. (laughs) He's not lying. He's not lying, but, you know, someone would just, you know, just clean up. You know, hey, Mm -hmm. let's get in here. Let's shave this off. Let's take this little, you know, part out. Let's do this. And this makes it better. And so it just takes more from a discomfort standpoint. But I found that the players that do that, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, that really stay on top of that, do play for a longer period of time. You know, um, Curtis was like that. All those guys I was with with the Jets. So, you know, guys will go in, they'll get things cleaned up and, and move on.
2: It's a it's amazing in that uh after a while the body is almost like a like an automobile. Well, you know, I need to, to yeah. get the you know, the new muffler put on or I need to get, yeah. you know, the intake valves cleaned up. I mean it's kinda what it is. I yeah.
3: mean I mean I mean I've seen it like you said, it, it happens, you know, all the time. You you know, you push through the season and you know, you have some discomfort and someone will say, Hey, you know, you could either you know, if you don't want to do something we can help you out take this out or we can keep it in you can play with it you know it's your your deal and you know most players be like well shoot it's not gonna hurt to take it out let's take it out Mm -hmm. you know we're talking about little you know little things not anything major you know for you know most of the players nowadays they do everything I mean it's really it's hard you know back in the day you can have career-ending injuries you know but uh you know I think outside of you know obviously you know the concussion issues outside of you know the backs. You know, um, you know the nerves, you know things like that. But I'm talking about just like you know joints or ankles or shoulders, you know wrists, elbows, things of that nature. Um, you know, pretty much the and the players do a good job of maintaining themselves.
2: What's what's the old saying? The only little procedures are the ones that are on somebody else's body. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the ones that are on your body are not yeah. small of important. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so the next uh, month or so, I mean, you've got the stuff you want to evaluate, like we said earlier, what this past season was and, and have a little clarity to that. And then it's combine time. I mean, how much do, does you and your staff interact with the scouting and, and Dave and, and Tom and that group and getting ready for the combine and the pre-draft and all that?
3: Yeah, quite a bit. Half half our day will be, you know, uh, committed to, to working on that. And then um, obviously there will be points where we'll be in there with everyone Know, talking so, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes on. Each, a lot of teams do it differently. um Not really sure what other teams do, but you know, we all you know we all have a, a chance to um you know write reports, which I know we I appreciate as a coach. You know, some pla- places they don't have coaches write reports because you know we have a good scouting department. They're you know they're work hard, working hard. They work hard or they're they're doing that all year round. You know, so you know for us, we'll go in there and start writing those reports and um, you know just just have that up there as part of the evaluation process.
2: Take taking out, you know, any moments where you're working with the players directly, but your duties as a head coach. What is your favorite part of about being a head coach in the off season because I mean there's a lot of different duties that you have whether it be looking at pro personnel or uh, evaluating your scheme or looking at, you know, potential college prospects. What what is your favorite part
3: of like the, the job in the off season? I like the projects. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, listen, this is what we did here. Let's study these five teams and see what they did. You know, I, I love that. You know, hey, is there anything that we can do to make ourselves better? You know, I, I don't like staying stagnant. I like I like putting time towards things that are going to make us better to help us win. And I think, you know, when we do that, whenever we're doing that, um, I, I get excited. So when we're looking at ourselves, you know, it, it's always hard. It's the one thing that, that's tough for me because – I go through the same emotion when I see the, you know, the mistakes or things that we, did or we weren't able to take advantage of that opportunity. And, you know, then I look back to myself and say, okay, listen, how can I put our players in a better situation? Uh, how can I do a better job in our practice schedule? How can I do a better job with the coaches? You know, Hey, how are we going to get better? And then, you know, once I, once I've, start figuring that out or it starts hitting me the right way, you know, then I, then I get excited. I'm like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get after them next year. You know what I'm saying? Or We're going to get after them. This is going to really help us against these three teams or this is going to help our football team as a whole. We're going to be much better in this. You know, I like that part. Um, you, know, you know, going through, you know, like and Jeff mentioned, the combine for me, you know, it's a place where I, I've never been a fan probably because I was a player. Okay. I yeah. just, you know what I mean? I just felt like, you know, hey, go here, go there. You got all these people touching you, which I don't really like people touching me in the first place. But, I mean, when I say touching, like, I'll never forget, like, you're going through all these doctors, and they're grabbing your elbows and knees, and, they, they, I mean, they start with your fingers. Yeah, you and, hurt I mean, after it, you're done. And then the next yeah. day, you had like, we had a lift and everything. I'm like, I'm sore as hell. Yeah. You know, I'm not used to people prodding my butt. And you, and you feel, you know, you have a shirt, there's a number on it. They're like, hey, OL68, get, get your butt in line. <laughs> You know, you're like, seriously? I got a name. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? cattle call. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, Ben, yeah. you know, hey, you know. So I always had a hard time uh, when I would go there when I was coaching because I just, but I don't, I don't disagree with the process. I want to make sure everyone understands that. I just think, you know, it could be a little bit more personalized maybe, but, but to get everyone in and out. But I do think what's good, and Jeff said this before, it's a centralized uh, medic check. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, everyone's getting looked at. So you have a good, a, a good uh, a situation like that. I used to like being able to be on the field. Now when I'm a head coach, I can't be on the field. But I used to be like on the field running the drills because I think you get really good insight to the players there. You can watch how they pick up instruction. You can watch how they, they talk to uh, one another. You can just get a better feel. I think it's difficult. We have a certain amount of time with them, but it's a short amount of time. So it's very difficult to go in there in that 15 minutes or whatever we have and say, man, I got this kid down. I feel really good about his character. So, you know, we have goals when we go into these meetings of what we want to accomplish, you know, with, with those players for 15 minutes. And, you know, we try to work and, and keep everything as efficient as possible. I like sitting with Coach at the 10, though. That's my new thing. I've never done that before. Really? Yeah, I like it. I like it. With the stopwatch. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the greatest thing. Coach gets the best angle, you know, and then I'm next to him. Then he doesn't like me getting too close because I'm too fat. So I got to move one, one chair over and keep a chair in between us. Last year, a that, that was our yeah. first night. So he sits down, you know, and we're talking about Coach Coplin And then, you know, so I go right next to him. He looked at me. He's like, hey, what? wait, what? I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I moved one. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't – I mean, there's no one there. But I wanted to be right on that line. He's been in that same seat. Same seat. For – Harvard, since 1995 there, right. sure. yeah. yeah you know you had coach and and I always remember like everyone remembers that era so a lot of people make fun of me because it'd be like you know Mr. Davis was down there Coach Parcells was down there uh, Gil Brandt comes down you know so you know everyone like so all my friends in the profession they're like yep yeah, yep yeah, you're trying to get on that that 10 yard club aren't you you're trying to get there I said hell yeah I mean if you, if you yeah you gotta win a lot of football games to, to get on that 10 yard
1: club that's awesome. That's good stuff. Well, uh, that's coming up in a few weeks. Doug, it's been a pleasure doing the show with you this year.
3: Appreciate it, guys. It was it was fun. It was good. I hope the people enjoyed the insight that we're able to, you know, to give them, and I appreciate the support. Obviously, I think the fans were you know, outstanding. We talked about earning that um, support by going out there and playing well, um, you know. And I, I feel, you know, I feel good that there is a there is a sense of excitement, you know. But I do understand that. You know, puts a lot of responsibility on us for when we come back. You know, to to work harder. Um, you know, to, to again keep earning that 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 privilege. You know, over a fan showing up and being a difference. So, I appreciate it, guys.
1: Come back anytime in the off season. Doug Marone show continues after this on the Jaguars radio network.
0: back to the Hanania Autos.com studio. The Doug Marone Show continues right now.
1: Get the latest transportation news and information on Making Moves. Join the award-winning Making Moves team the first Tuesday every month at 1230 on Channel 4. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Logman. the Doug Marone Show continues. Head coach Doug Marone what, with what us. What was that TV show first about? Hour, making Moves. Um, it's about the latest transportation news and information. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got you. I am just getting JTA. clarification on that. Yes. Yeah, good. Channel 4. Uh, good. 1230 every month. First uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, on the mm-hmm. line with us now, by the way. Okay. Not yet. Coming soon, though, Tony Vasselli from Minneapolis. He's going to join us here for the last uh, 20 minutes or good. so on the Doug Marone good. Show. And then for those on our flagship station in Jacksonville or online tonight, Jaguars Thursdays at 7 o'clock. He'll join us. The first fifteen minutes of that program, we'll have John Osher coming up from Minneapolis. Well, as and well, there's a
2: reason why. I mean, first of all, uh, he has an opportunity. He's a finalist for the Hall of Fame in Canton, NFL's Hall of Fame, and he has a very strong chance of getting in this
1: year. That's right. And and I really
2: hope that uh, you know. He, he, and you know, I got into conversation with uh, with Gene Fournette yesterday a little bit, and, and we were talking about it. And uh, not to disclose anything what Gene's going to write or anything. Are you going to break the news before no, he gets I'm, it in the paper? Well, what it's not doing? really news. It's just interesting. You know, we got on the conversation of talking about some of the candidates, and you know, look, everybody on the uh, on the list who's a finalist is a great candidate for the Hall of Fame. I mean, they're great players in their own right. You know, but but I go to this. You know, if 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 you look at the offensive linemen that are finalists, which is Hutchinson, uh, Fanica, Joe Jacoby. Baselli, uh, and I think those Mowai, were, right? Kevin Mawai, yeah. Okay, those five guys. If you look at those five guys, all really good players. Okay, Kevin Mawai, could you find a center that was, you know, probably just as good as him in the league at that time? Yes. Same thing with Hutchinson. That great player. Fanica, yes, great player. But you could find a guy that was as good as him in the league. Okay. Uh Joe Jacoby. You could find guys that, that were playing at the time in his era that were better than him. You cannot find a person that was better than Tony Baselli in his era. There was one guy that might have been close, but it was after Tony was already gone. So in Tony's era, he was the best, and that's that's not even an argument. I mean that that's fact. I mean, you, you, if you were to poll players that played the game, okay, in the mid nineties, okay, from ninety five to 2001, two thousand and one two. And ask you who's the best tackle in football in the NFL in that era? They would say two names: Tony Baselli and John Ogden.
1: Those two guys. One of those two guys is on the phone with us now. Tony, he likes you. It sounds like. I
4: need mean Jeff. Jeff, I get you a ticket and fly you to Minneapolis and get you in that room. I need you to be the <laughs> presenter.
2: I'll be. I'll be. I will be. I will be your drummer boy.
4: I need that. I need it. What's up, boys?
1: Nothing
2: much. Where
4: are you
1: tonight? You're about to go to a banquet or something, right?
4: Yeah, you know what? Uh, I went, uh, so I just changed hotels. So I'm at the hotel where all the Hall of Fame and NFL people are. Uh-oh. I What's your room last... number? Will
2: you text me your room number?
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we can send people to knock on your door Saturday. Yeah, don't do that to me. That'll hurt my feelings. And so I spent the last... Uh, Four days, I guess it is, three and a half days down by the Mall of America where all the media row is and everything. It's kind of spread out this year, so it's all over the place. So I spent the last three or four days down there with the teams and watching practice and doing all that kind of jazz. So,
1: I know you made so I'll road. tell you what,
4: boys, it is freezing here. Yeah. It's It's a different kind of cold. I walked out this morning, it was zero degrees when I went to, to the medium row, and I had a 100-yard walk, 100 yards. And I didn't have a hat or gloves on. I guess like, no big deal. I'll just walk into the Mall of America and get to the media area. Mm-mm. And that 100 yards, Mm-mm. I almost started sprinting the last 10 yards because I was so cold. It mm-hmm. hurt. My yeah. hands hurt and my ears hurt.
1: We're going to come back, Tony. Uh, we'll come back with more from Minneapolis. Tony Vaselli with us. The Doug Marone show continues after this on Jaguars Radio.
0: back to the Hananiaautos.com studio. The Doug Marone Show continues right now.
1: We're back. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Vaselli's on the phone from Minneapolis. Super Bowl 52 coming up Sunday. The Eagles and the Patriots. Hey, Tony, I know you did the Radio Row thing, what, today, yesterday as well?
4: Uh, yeah, both days, actually. What is it What would... was
1: the number one question of uh, interviewers of you?
4: So I was was saying this, uh, I'm glad you asked that because I was was on Facebook Live with uh, Johnny O today, the Jaguar uh, deal, and it was, you know, last year when I came here the questions were all about, you know, the Super Bowl, working the Super Bowl, and and Hall of Fame. This year is completely different from this standpoint. The first question I got, I would say 95% of the time, was about this Jaguar team and wanting to know about it and talk about the game and talk about the defense. And then ultimately, you know, what are they going to do with Blake Bortles? Which was really fun for me because, you know, doing a lot of national stuff, it's been a long time where anyone even cared about the Jaguars or wanted to ask anything about it, and the only thing they would ever say was make snide remarks or jokes about it. And so that was uh, that was a nice change. So it would, always, it, would, it would basically go from the Jaguars to the Super Bowl and then talk about the Hall of Fame. So it was... Uh, very interesting.
2: All right. So, so I got a question for you because, you know, a lot of times uh, when you talk to different radio hosts, okay, whether it be our host here in Jacksonville, JP, it put you in the mix. Okay. Okay. The okay. question always is, who's the best interview? Right? Tony? Right? I mean, guys talk yeah. about, okay, well, okay, hey, Jack Lambert was a great interview, although he doesn't do those kind of things. Or, you know, Tony Baselli, man, he was awesome. All right, so my question to you, Tony, is okay. Let's flip the table. Okay, who is the best interviewer besides Johnny O that you had a conversation with on Radio Row? Uh,
4: you know what? I, this is a, a little bit biased. Is uh, Scott Kaplan from San Diego? He's a friend, but he's a it's a it's a fun interview. It's a different show. Okay, so that was a good interview, and I had a, actually really enjoyed. I did uh, a show with uh, Tiki Barber. He has a, a national show on CBS uh, Sports Radio, uh, and I don't know his partner's name. I should. Tierney, and that was he, it. Was a very Tiki good a show. Good, it was a good show. Yeah. Tiki
2: and who? Tierney. Tierney. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
4: Tooney. Yep. That's it. Tooney.
2: Tooney. Tierney. Something like that. Something
4: like that. Tierney. It's a t- It's T. It's Tiki and Tierney. Okay. Yeah. That, and that right. was a really. That was a very good. Uh, they did a good job, and uh, that w- that was fun as well. Yeah, so because it's, it's uh,
2: nice to have that pers- – You know, it's nice to flip the tables there, you know?
4: Yeah. Everybody wants to talk job. about
2: the ball players, You know, oh, I was talking to so-and-so, and he was awesome. You know, okay, let's flip the tables and find out which interviewers are good. Well, because which, one, it's, which ones ask
1: quality questions. But, like, literally almost every major market is there. I mean, yeah. if you cover sports, well, you're there.
4: It, I, I, I bet you I've done – I don't even can remember half of them. I've done over 30. One of them, though – I, I'm I'm convinced that the one of the guys there's two guys. I don't even know what market they're in. I can't remember. Didn't know I was a Hall of Fame finalist.
2: Okay, so let me ask you this: Would that qualify was, as it, the worst?
4: Yeah, it was the worst because the way he like he like he, like he almost is like someone in the ear. They told him to ask the question about the Hall of Fame. He's like, so so are you? A, are you a finalist?
1: <laughs> I yeah I am that's great <laughs> we'll come back in, uh, that's hilarious funny. And we'll come back with Bye. more in just a moment uh, Tony Buscelli in Minneapolis this is the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network
0: welcome back to the Hanania Autos.com studio the Doug Marone Show continues right now we're back, JP Schadrick, Jeff Loggeman,
1: Tony Vaselli. The Doug Marone Show continues. Tony in Minneapolis. Say, hey, Tony, what's your schedule like the rest of this week?
4: Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, tonight is um, will be fun. It's a little. It's a very casual kind of reception for the Hall of Fame uh, finals. And they go over what you know what's going to happen next few days, but uh, and then tomorrow is. I got to get up. I got to go back down to the Mall of America for a production meeting, and then I got to come back downtown for the a, a Hall Flame luncheon, and then I got to go back down to the Mall of America for a another uh, production thing for the Super Bowl, and then I got to come back down here for a an appearance I have tomorrow night.
1: I mean, <laughs> so wow. How many miles is that each way?
4: It's only it's only like twelve miles, but traffic it, it takes like thirty five forty minutes.
1: Mm.
4: Wow! And hey. then and then Saturday is. Is pretty relaxed, low key, until and, and then just sit in the hotel room until they come and knock on the door.
2: What uh, have you had any chance yet to interact with any of the other finalists for the Hall of Fame?
4: Um, I have not. Well, uh, no, my wife did because she got and she got here uh, to this hotel before I did because I was working all day, and she was she hung out with the Fanicas, right? Um, but I'll see all those guys tonight. I, I didn't see any of them. Yeah, Terrell uh, uh, Terrell Owens was on uh, Radio Row. I didn't didn't see him, but I heard he was – I I talked to some people that talked to him. He was uh, railing against the uh, Hall of Fame committee that he hasn't been voted in yet. Yeah, that's that's an
1: interesting approach. He's been doing that lately the last couple of weeks on interviews. Hmm. um,
4: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure that's smart. That's not the the right
2: approach. Right? I mean, all you're going to do is just make people mad and it becomes more about you.
1: That's not a good thing. Well, you, so don't follow his lead, yeah, Tony. don't do that, Tony.
4: Well, this is what I've told people so far this week. Because, you know, one of the things they always ask is, like, make your case for the Hall of Fame. And I said, I'm not going to do that. And I said, you know, they kind of look at me puzzled. I'm like, because by me making my case and saying I should be in ahead of whoever – I'm, I'm, I'm downplaying those individuals' careers, and I think that's disrespectful. And because you look at the 14 guys on that list, and they're all great players, and they all had great careers, and, and they're on that list for a reason. And so obviously I want to get in. Don't get me wrong. But I, I just think it's the wrong approach to talk down other people or try to talk yourself up. Um, you know, that's not, that's not our job as finalists. That's the job of people who watched us and covered us and played with us and... And and for the voters, and that it, that what a thankless job too being a voter in that oh. whole thing, because you know uh, it can't be easy. You got to take that fifteen person list and only f- and find five to put in. So
2: uh, not easy job, not an easy job. No.
4: Forty six. So all of a sudden, you know, you got you know, and Terrell an outstanding player, and for him to do that, I just it just doesn't look good for him.
2: No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't look good for him, and uh, look. Uh, there's a lot of arguments that can be made about every single player. and sure. how, many, how many years has he been eligible now?
4: A handful. This was his third year. Okay, so. And I'll tell you something interesting. And so, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not talking him down, but it was an interesting conversation I had with a coach. I'm not going to name the coach. And and about Carl Owens. And he's not a current coach. But he basically said, I wouldn't want him on my team. Right. When he was a free agent, I wouldn't want him. And. And, and we, the conversation was three different coaches got rid of him because they did not want him on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's remarkable when you think about it. He was a great player who's up for the Hall of Fame and to have three different organizations and coaches saying, we would rather not have him. Mm-hmm.
1: We'll come back. Final moments of the Doug Marone Show after this on Jaguars
0: Radio. Welcome back to the Hanania Autos.com studio. The Doug Marone show continues right now.
1: Final moments of the Doug Marone show for the 2017 season. Thanks for listening all year on the Jaguars radio network. JP Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Doug Marone joined us in the first half hour tonight as always. And Tony Baselli's on the phone with us in Minneapolis. Final couple of minutes here, uh, Tony. So, uh, your night is. Yeah, let, me
4: say, let me say one more thing about that whole and Yes, yes. Yeah, because yes. I know I always forget that these are short segments on this, the, this show. Um, it, the fight. My response back to that coach was. I said, well, that might be the case, but I sure want him on my team if I had to win a football game.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, he made some I big mean, plays and big times yeah,
2: in his he, career. He just wanted him to show up like right when they kicked it off, and then to leave right after the whistle blew. The yeah, like listen,
4: I'd, I'd be fine if he didn't come at all, all week. And he's there Sunday. I want that cat on my team. He yeah. can play football. Yeah, he
2: was he was good, but the but the headache.
1: Whew. I mean, think of some of the big plays in his career. You know With what? The you like, here, San Francisco here's the to beat the Packers.
2: Here is right? the thing: what do you yeah. remember most about T? No. Well, seriously what do you remember that's
4: the, that's the thing I remember most about him well, I'll say this the thing on the, two things on the football field the Super Bowl when he played with that broken leg he uh, was amazing he yep. yep. the catch against the 49 as uh, the 49ers to yep. beat the Packers yep. but then after that is all his antics in the end zone with signing footballs and then his press conferences with the Cowboys when he got ran out of there, right. okay. and, and I
1: remember him getting lit up by George Teague on the Star doing the celebration. Okay, yeah.
4: okay.
2: Right. pom poms
4: and doing, and doing sit up pom poms, and then doing sit ups when he was holding out for the Eagles. Thank you very
2: much. That's what it was <laughs>
4: right there. When you think of To
2: shirtless sit ups in the driveway at his home while he's a holdout, that's what you remember,
1: and that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Tony, don't don't ever do any shirtless sit ups, please.
4: Well, my wife has been asking me to take my shirt off ever since I got here, but I've, I, I'm refusing.
1: <laughs> uh, that'll be an interesting week, um, Tony. Lord. We're going to come back in just a few moments for Jaguars Thursday. I know you've got a busy night ahead of you, but we'll get our final. Yeah, I'll be there for the first segment. I'll be there for the first segment. Okay, we'll uh, we'll get back with you in just a moment. Uh, Logs has been fun doing the Doug Marone show I enjoyed it and
2: I really appreciate uh Doug's commitment uh especially look I mean he came in for the last show you know when all the coaches were off I mean you know I mean kudos to him uh he's never shied away from from any question that we've ever asked uh and and the best part is that look he he knows the questions sometimes you know need to be asked and he controls the answers and uh, and I appreciate that about him. Uh, looking forward to next year with him.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. So that'll do it for the Doug Marone Show this year. Max hollywood Hawkman, Joe Fortunato, for the head coach Doug Marone, and Jeff Loggeman, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Coming up next, Jaguars Thursday on our flagship station in Jacksonville, Tintin XL Radio, and on Jaguars.com. This is the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.